Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Tahiri J, and you're listening to the Enchantress Life podcast. Um, I'm going to start out this episode with a trigger warning, um, rape, sexual assault, spiritual abuse. Okay, so um, if you get easily triggered by that subject matter, then I suggest that you skip this episode, okay? Because it's going to get very deep, very, very quickly. Um, Recently, I was directed to a blog post that was written three years ago by somebody in the spiritual community about their dealings with my abuser. This person um, dealt with him on a professional level, but... um, in the blog post, she talks about what she witnessed firsthand with him and um, victims of his that came to her for um, advice as to what to do. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. And then I will talk about it afterwards. Now, I, I'm not going to mention names of who wrote this. I'm not going to mention the names that are used in the blog post. If you want to Google anything that I mention, you are free to go ahead and do that. Okay? I'm not going to stop you. However, just know, I am not going to physically say the name. However, if you decide to do some detective work and go to this blog and you see the name of this individual I am speaking about do not come for me because I didn't send for you you did that on your own accord so you're going to have to deal with that I'm just the messenger I'm just the conduit okay so without any further ado Let's go ahead and get into this. All right. Be careful of what you ask for. You just may get it. Don't wrestle with pigs because you'll only get dirty and the pig likes it. This too shall pass. At the beginning of this year, I did a bow and prayed to be shown the ways in which I needed to change for the better. True to form, ancestors and Orishas and Mpungos did not disappoint. They showed me all kinds of stuff to work on. One of the things was to stand on truth and principle, even if I was doing it alone. Well, here I am, reflecting and looking at myself, asking hard questions and wondering what I should do next to begin to close out this adventurous year. One of the things I've been passionate about is helping in some way to stop sexual abuse within the ATR slash DTRs. For the life of me, I simply cannot understand why so many elders in ATR slash DTRs who know the stories and have heard the rumors about faux priests, I refuse to call these viruses priests, know the truth, stay silent year after year, sweep things under the rug, handle things in-house, or simply turn a blind eye to the dangerous people in our midst. Is there an odoo or a parable that says, if the leopard kills a flock of sheep and mauls the king's son, do we reward him with more sheep and the king's next child? I have struggled with the silence and shaming of women who dare share their stories. 
I have never been a victim of a priest's advancements or attempts to bed me in front of their prenda, but I am a rape survivor. So when I hear and heard the pain in the voices of the women that call me asking what to do when they have been attacked or felt they had no choice, how could I stay silent, especially when I personally know a predator? We all want to believe the best of those we choose as our elders. We all need to believe that we are walking the path of our spiritual destiny in the right house. When a sacred trust is broken and the facade is removed, what does one do? I was faced with that question a while back and I made a choice. I walked away because in spirit and ancestors I trust, not a flawed person. I was angry for quite some time at someone who I called brother, friend, and Tata. Privately, many could not understand my anger and stony silence whenever the subject of this failed relationship was broached. In public, the act of we are all one big happy family, quote unquote, was kept up because it is a traditional practice to keep in-house matters within the house. The real source of my anger was not that my former friend, blank blank, was a silent predator, but that I held out hope that he would change. When I met him, he was who he was, slick, arrogant, and a womanizer. Being knowledgeable, charismatic, and passionate about spiritual things was also the flip side of his coin. Over time, the rumors and allegations about his behavior didn't fall on deaf ears. Each new instance was put into a mental file that I had unconsciously kept. I was mad because the leopard didn't change his spots while I said nothing for a while. When I started my own business as a diviner and spiritual teacher, I started receiving clients who would tell me about this priest who did or said X, Y, and Z. Before these women could say the name of the man, my spirits would tell me who it was. There was a point in time that I dreaded getting a new female client for fear that I would hear yet another personal story and receive screenshot proof of what took place. I struggled with keeping my client's confidence and punching this man in the face. As time went on, my initial anger turned into rage. And when I asked him why, his response was that all these women were crazy. Little did I know. Little, I'm sorry, little did he know I had screenshots, dick pics, and all that bore witness to all of the women's, all of the women's stories. Daily, I asked myself, what will you do? Every family has a black sheep that is loved, but this didn't make things right in my mind and heart. Eventually, I had to face myself. I am a daughter, wife, mother, sister, friend, and worker. I try to do what I can to dry a tear, give counsel, hold a hand, laugh, refer, and call out the dangers in our midst. I found that I, my idealistic, my idealistic hope that with growth would come change wasn't exactly going the way that I personally held on to. I was torn because multiple women across the country confided in me, some tearfully and ashamed about their negative experience with this man. I had many long conversations with myself about this, and it was no secret within the house that I belonged to. I was no fan of the head. At one point in time, I refused to go to any function at the house, and on the rare occasion that I would show up, I made a point to shake things up so no woman felt trapped or got something done that wasn't necessary. 
I spent many hours counseling former God siblings on what to do and how to do things when their worlds seemed to be falling apart. I became angry and bitter because I felt trapped with secrets that I felt should be exposed. I was angry at those in my former house who knew but confided in me that they were either afraid to come forward or wanted to pick the man's brain a little while longer. Cowardice, fuckery, predator, and virus became words that I used regularly. I did not like going against my own personal code to keep things quiet just because that's your tata and y'all go back to the days before internet fame. The unexpected passing of my spiritual sister, blank, his live-in partner, pushed me to a point where I had to do the only thing I knew how to do, go to my ancestors and ask for their guidance. The message that I received was told to me via spirit, and within two days of getting this spiritual message, my love told me the exact thing word for word. Stand on the truth, even if you are standing alone. These words helped to break my anger and any doubts that I had. There was a way to advocate for women, men, victims, without breaking confidence, as well as out a monster in our midst. This was a turning point for me and a huge shackle taken off of my head. Any priest that asks a woman or a man to have or exchange sex with them in order to help them is a predator. Any priest that spends his days lining up sex dates instead of doing promised work is a predator. Any priest that gets drunk at a misa or initiation, flirts with and or sleeps with their godkids and or hits on women is a predator. Any priest that does these things or things in this vein is not a priest. They are a predator. A dog can't get mad if you call it a dog. I've said this time and time again. Any person who has been or currently is caught in a situation where a person in power, whether a priest or not, is harassing them or asking them for sex has the right to walk away. Do not fear spiritual threats because trust and believe there are many honest and spirit-led priests that can and will help you. Do not be held captive by fear. As for the many elders that may read this, please speak up. You are our elders. Let's stop allowing these spiritually and morally corrupt men and women from dishonoring our creator, divinities, ancestors, and our religions. If I could go back in time and do things differently, I would have stood on the truth sooner. I would have let go of anger and got down to the business of building instead of fighting him, fighting off his attacks and fighting to maintain my reputation that he has worked over time to ruin. These days, I have the great privilege to have godparents, a partner and god siblings who are flawed, but honest and full of love. I am surrounded by people that value and work towards achieving Iwapele and Iwareri daily as well as serving the divine in all of its forms. I am very fortunate. If you have made it this far in my long ramble, I thank you for reading. I want to leave you with these words. People will be who they are. People will gossip, spread lies, try to invalidate your experiences, shame you, etc. When this happens, do not despair or get angry. Remember, there is always hope and help if needed. Do not sell yourself short or allow yourself to be convinced that your salvation lies in someone's bed, shrine room, or in front of their prenda. Those that do wrong will eventually have to answer for their wrongdoings. Remember this, 
and hold on to as you overcome any challenges your enemies try to put in your way. If that man is a predator, don't call him by the name of the righteous. Instead, call the cops. Live your best life and stand up. You are worthy. Wow. But y'all, you know, just, just looking back at this piece, these are things that I have already talked about, okay? Um, I did an episode where I spoke about proper decorum between mentor and student, okay? We have already discussed this, all right? Um, one thing that I am realizing here is I... Uh, recall very vaguely that my ex spoke about the woman who wrote this you know and I never really understood what his issue was with her um the only thing that I was aware of was that they were in the same spiritual house in some kind of capacity and they had a falling out of some sort I was I was not um given that information Now I know exactly what the fuck it was. And it was this. And he made her look like such a a bad person and a liar and a manipulator and and all these things. And in the back of my mind now, I'm like, but you are the one who's a liar and a manipulator. That was you the entire time. See, narcissists have this way of projecting their negative traits onto other people, particularly people that they have managed to victimize in some shape or form. She's crazy. She's a liar. She's this. She's that. Uh, no, sir, you are crazy. You are a liar. You're that, this, and the third, and then some. Okay. Let's not get it twisted. Another theme that I noticed here was that she was so afraid to speak up because of fear of spiritual retaliation. I spoke about this as well. Narcissists in these spiritual traditions, they use that as a threat. They use that as a threat because they don't know any other way to handle the fallout of what is going on they don't know how to do that when they are backed into a corner they lash out they make threats they go to their 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 pots those of y'all who don't know what that is that's in palo mayombe that's um aprenda um they they like to throw all of these threats around and some of them actually do act on it i have seen it okay However, this is why I stress the importance of spiritual protection before learning anything else. Once you are in this world, you are in it. And there's not really anything that you can do to step out of it unless you choose to go back to Abrahamic religions, which I've seen some people do, but it's mostly out of fear. Okay? Once you are in this life, you are in this life and you have to learn how to live it correctly. 
You have to learn how to live it safely. You have to learn how to navigate obstacles like this and avoid predators like this, okay? What I want you guys to stop doing is to stop holding these online personas on a pedestal. Because a lot of these, and I'm not, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of these spiritual practitioners online, they are, an, they are entertainers. They are there for followers. They are there for clout. They are there for fame. They are there for notoriety. They are there for money. I actually came across another uh, one of his victims, and she actually admitted that he sat in front of her and admitted to being in this for money. He doesn't care anything about helping people. He doesn't care about healing. He doesn't care about about tradition and culture and the spirits and the beauty of everything that involves this lifestyle. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about it for money. And that's the only reason he's in this. This is why you have to be careful when it comes to who you trust with your spiritual well-being. I cannot stress this enough and I will continue stressing this until I am blue in the face. Okay? Um, if you happen to experience anything like this, I implore you, find somebody you can trust in the community and speak up. You are potentially saving other people from going through what you went through. Do not be afraid. There are people who will help you protect yourself. We have got to put these monsters in the trash or in jail and leave them there. They need to be exiled. They need to be cut out of the spiritual community. They are like a fungus, a virus, a disease, a cancer that needs to be eradicated. Anyways, that is my episode for today. If you have any questions or anything of the like, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at the Enchantress Life Podcast. Till next time.